This is The Instigators, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. We are going to Overtime was probably the only thing missing from Buffalo's win over the Vegas Golden Knights. Marty Baron, that was uh, quite an emotional performance by the team and an excitable fan base and an engaged fan base, wouldn't you say? When it comes to everything around the game on social media, it was hard not to maybe stay up a little later than usual when that game was done because uh, social media was a pretty fun place to be. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to be on social media. Let me tell you this, though. The one thing I did not want Thursday night was overtime. Usually I'm all for it. Like, more hockey. Let's go. Pull bonus hockey. I didn't want the uh, Sabres to have to go to overtime because the game was was fun. It was engaging. There's a lot of great moment, a lot of great moment on social media with, obviously, Krebs and Tuck scoring against a former team and, you know, obviously with Jack's return. Um, so, yeah, it was a, a great night all around. And... Uh, I'm excited to talk to Kelsey today and, and what she does with social media to see how last night and, and basically all the events that they cover um, impact what they, what they do on an everyday basis. Yeah, this is important. And it was uh, in the works prior to last night's game. So the timing is impeccable. Case, uh, Kelsey Sweet is our social media strategist on within PSE. So heavy influence around the Bills, the Sabres, the Bandits. And, you know, she's just so well-rounded, not only at her job, but as a human. And I I think she, she is just one of those people that you admire as a coworker um, for how she goes about her, her day. So we were anxious to have her on the show to, you know, share the wealth really, as far as understanding the social media game and what kind of now with her specific title, which involves strategy, get to learn a little bit more about that. And when you're serious about the game, bet on Buffalo with the only sports books in Western New York. Seneca Resorts and Casinos betting counters are open daily. Self-service betting kiosks are available 24-7 at all three locations. Whether you visit Seneca Niagara, Allegheny, or Buffalo Creek, the Sports Lounge features the latest lines and multiple screens so you never miss a play. The sports book at Seneca Resorts and Casinos where the love of the game meets the thrill of the win. And now, Kelsey Sweet. Kelsey, it's great to see you, and uh, the timing couldn't be better, I don't believe, on the heels of a night where one of the properties within PSE definitely had an engaging night on social media based on the Sabres and the victory over the Golden Knights. How would you describe a night like last night for you in your role and your team's role in connecting with the fans yes thanks for having me on today um last night was definitely a ton of fun um to be able to get a win on home ice and a great crowd um especially with craig anderson winning his 300th career game to celebrate that after with the whole team on the ice um it was really great we got to capitalize on a lot of big moments last night um some of which is planned other stuff just comes up and we get to be spontaneous in the moment um, with our whole team and collaborate on some really fun ideas. So I guess that's my question is how many items do you have planned? Do you go in with a, a sheet that has like 20 things and you're like, okay, we tried to hit as many as, as we can, or does the plan go in the garbage 20 minutes into the game after the first period, like new plan, like how does that work preparing for that day? 
Yeah, I would say it's about 50 50. There's definitely things that are planned each day. So last night was our pride game. So there was a lot of content surrounding that that was already planned. Um, some of the captioning we'll do ahead of time. Craig Anderson, 300th career win content was already created and ready to go. Um, so together as a team, we brainstorm those captions and have those set to go. Um, but then we can never plan what's going to happen as far as the game goes. So that is just kind of like we roll with it. Um, sometimes we'll have different content in the bank. We had a video from Clayton, our junior social media editor from Kids Day last week. Um, he was thrilled to see Alex Puck when he came out of the locker room last Sunday when he was here. Um, so we had that in our pocket and used that last night post game as, of course, as Alex um, faced his former team. Um, we thought it was a good piece of content to put out post game last night. So there's things that there may be in the bank that um, we want to use, but there's also things that come up that it's like, oh, let's capitalize on this moment. There's a lot of stuff that just um, we work together and collaborate as a team in the moment to make the most of it um, and put out engaging content for fans. So how big a team is this for you? Yeah, so Anna Stolzenberg is um, in charge of our department. She spearheads the social team and leads all of us day to day. Um, Alexi Spector is the lead on Saber Social. Zach Specht is the lead on Buffalo Bills social media. And then there's myself, um, social media strategist, and Jamie Cohen. Jamie is um, amazing, and she's her and I were working on Sabres last night. She actually um, heads up all of our sponsor content between business development and the social media team. So she plays a really pivotal role on our team. And then we have Kevin and James. Um, Kevin and James are- Also known as Kevin James. They're like one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're amazing. You, they create a lot of our um, crazy TikTok content that you see across each of our teams. Um, they create a lot of graphics, do all different shoots. You're going to see some RJ Knight um, content that's really fun coming out. They shot that um, and editing pretty much everything that we uh, may need, all different stuff. So we have a pretty robust team um, and we have a lot of fun together. Okay. So you have to deal with obviously Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. There's, I, I don't know if there's new ones. I'm not up on the current like social media platforms. I try to be. Um, so where do you kind of gauge, okay, a certain demographic is going to be on Twitter and Instagram on TikTok, And do you put out the same content on all of them? Or do you gauge it for special age groups or, you know, gender or whatnot with different platform? Great question. So it varies by platform. Um, so that's a big part of my role as social media strategist for our team. I oversee our strategy for YouTube and TikTok specifically. Yeah, I forgot Facebook. YouTube. See, I didn't say yeah. YouTube. I forgot yeah. that one. <laughs> so Facebook skews typically a little bit older. Um, Twitter is like, sees the highest volume of content because that's a lot more, um, like news-based. Like we hit everything there all the time. Instagram and TikTok skew a little bit younger. Um, TikTok is where we kind of get like really weird and it's definitely a way younger demographic. And you'll see like, we'll post some TikToks that people are like, will promote um, from other platforms out to TikTok. And you'll see people in the comments, like what is going on? Like the Buffalo Sabres or the Buffalo Bills posted this. Um, so there's different strategy by platform based on um, age groups mostly is what we look at. Um, YouTube, 
is more so for long form content. So we'll link out shorter clips from other platforms to push people to YouTube. Um, YouTube is actually pretty like widespread across the board, the audience that we have there um, because people go there to watch. People go to YouTube with the intent to watch. But um, yeah, that's a big part of my role and our just our, our team as a whole. We're always trying to innovate and find ways to engage um, who is most engaged on each platform and vary our strategy so, from there. So TikTok's not just like dancing and like trying to do no. like these moves and whatever. <laughs> like that's what I thought it was. And then obviously now like my kids and I learned from them, they create so many cool TikTok, uh, you know, um, I don't even know what you call them, but anyway, they put them out there and it's not just a dancing for, so somebody like me that thought it was that, like, what can I get from you guys on a platform that I don't really know, like TikTok? I know yeah. it's crazy, but what else is there? Yes. So it started out as like the dances. That's like initially what it really was. And that still has a place on the platform. Um, but from us on TikTok, we try to engage our players where we can to get in on trends. Um, Kevin and James, who I mentioned, you'll see them in a lot of our TikToks. They'll actually like create stuff on screen for us to get in on different trends. Um, one that we just put out yesterday, you'll, if you go to Bill's TikTok, it's about wheels. Um, and that's all I'm going to say. You have to go check it out. But it's very interesting because like you could, you may not even know the trend and you'll be like, this is so weird, but it's like weirdly funny in a way too. Um, and it hits across the platform. Like we'll see like so much engagement from people who don't even follow the Buffalo Bills, who don't even follow the Buffalo Sabres. Um, finding our content in their For You page just popping up because um, it's engaging and people are like, wow, this is so interesting. <laughs> That's really impressive. Um, I'm going to guess now. So uh, apologies if I'm way off. Uh, five years you've been with us? Yes. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> how, would, right. how would you say uh, your understanding of all of these platforms and now evolving into an even more defined role, perhaps as a strategist, mm -hmm. uh, how would you say this has all evolved for you? My role has changed so much since I first started at Google Sports Entertainment, and I've loved how it has evolved. Um, when I first started, I was running Buffalo Bandit Social, which I still do, and one Buffalo Social Media. I was involved a little bit on Sabres, like in more of a game day role, um, and then was same with the Bills, but just for like Bills home games. So I wasn't doing that strategy when I initially started here. Um, it's been really fun to like get more in the weeds. Our YouTube channels, we relaunched a couple of years ago. Um, so really building that strategy and getting that out and figuring out, okay, this is why we're on the platform. This is what we're going to do. These are our priorities. These are our goals. Um, and then TikTok like emerged since I've been here. Um, so we launched those platforms in 2019. So to be able to be a part of like both a relaunch of YouTube and launching um, on a brand new platform for our brands that has been really successful and meaningful in terms of engaging the next generation too has been really um, cool to be a part of. And also just how my role has changed with like Bills and Sabres as well. So I do our influencer marketing. So working with um, fans of our teams who have influence on social media platforms, whether they're um, famous people or even local people who have really good followings, whether they're, um, 
family oriented or travel or foodies, whoever it may be, um, getting to work with those individuals as well to um, not only impact their brands, but to help grow our brand as well um, mutually. So yeah, it's been really cool to see and think back how my role has changed so much since I first started at PSC. I, I wanted to ask you about that exactly, the celebrity aspect of it and the influencer aspect of it. So who is one that is so much fun to talk to or work with? Like if you say, hey, we, we're going to send this person a package and can you put a, a video together and they do a great job? Like who are some of those influencers and celebrities that are connected to Buffalo that you've had a lot of fun working with? Yeah, there's a pretty crazy list. Um, and it's been really cool as the Bills have found success these last couple of seasons in a really big way. Um, yep. More and more people want to be fans of the Buffalo Bills. Um, so Benny the Butcher is one that we've worked with a lot. Um, he actually just dropped an album today. Um, so he's a huge Bills fan. Um, we've worked with him on the Bills side a lot. Jack Mancuso, he is a, um, he's a chef. He goes by Chef Cuso. Um, he founded Steak TikTok. Um, so he just grills all sorts of meats. And we've collaborated with him on the Bills side as well. Um, and I don't like, Chad Michael Murray, Summer Sanders, Luke Russert. Like there's a list that goes on and on and on that is just like so cool that these people are fans of our teams and want to engage with our brands and be a part of the conversation that we're building on social with our teams. It, is it cool that you can just text them at any moment? Yeah. <laughs> like it's, is it cool for you? You say, I got all these <laughs> phone numbers in my phone. Like it's awesome. <laughs> it's also cool because they're just people at the end of the day. And I think that really comes out as well, like in our building our relationships with them, like they're people at the end of the day and they're like fans of our teams. Um, and like, they just want to be, like I said, they want to be in that conversation and collaborate with us um, and show their fandom. And that connected this, like that helps us reach other fans as well like oh my gosh the bills are collaborating with this individual like holy cow this is so cool and helps us connect us to even new fans as well so who's the most famous in your phone um i don't know probably okay, like josh allen doesn't count like okay so yeah, like a player doesn't court count. yeah players okay. don't count um how, how can they not count I don't know because they're not influencers. They're part of our, like, not the influencers aren't part of our circle, but they're like our internal, uh, right? But they're co workers. That's why. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're they're not... my well, Razor would say that, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm curious to know, based on everything you just described through your timeline here at, at PSE. Um, what specifically did you go through college for? And how has it lined up with what you've actually done in this business? Yeah, so I studied communications and rhetoric at Nazareth College in Rochester. Um, did not know what I wanted to do going into college. I went in undeclared, declared communications later on my freshman year because I was like, oh, this seems like a pretty marketable degree. I really like people. Still didn't know what I want to do. I did not go into college being like, I want to work in sports, um, let alone social media, never thought about either really as a career. Um, but even like social as a career was just starting to pop off when I was going into college. Um, so through some internships and things, like I started to do social with NAS athletics department. Um, and then my first role out of college, I was working for a minor league baseball team in Arkansas and helped with social media there. Social wasn't my full-time 
job there, but was able to help with social media. And that's kind of where I found my passion for it. Um, so I would say, I think my, what I studied at Nazareth has really helped me in my career because I, I mean, communications, like I did a ton of writing and studying rhetoric. Um, and so I think like that, there was a lot of long form writing in college, but I think it helped me grow as a writer and being able to say in the most succinct, short possible way, like getting a, across the point and being as impactful as possible. So um, yeah, I would say I'm using what I studied, which um, sometimes people can't say, but it happens. And um, but yeah, I think as far as what I studied, I'm using today. We all know social media can be toxic. Like it's great. Social media is awesome. It connects you with people. Uh, it promotes your brand and, and your likes and dislikes and whatnot, but it could be toxic. You know, are you guys, um, is it difficult to deal with comments and you know some some negative comments i i know you work as a team but it also has to affect you as a person so how do you deal with that yeah so we have a an oxford pennant back here i don't know if you'll be able to see it in don't the read the says, comments so oh. read the comments it's kind of a running joke um with our department but we do read the comments but there's times where i mean that's the beauty of us having such a robust team though because um like it is mentally taxing sometimes being in the comments all day, especially if like your team has a tough loss, like it is not fun being in the mentions someday. So sometimes you just have to like shut it off and it's not worth uh, looking at that for your mental well-being. Um, but then there's the days where you're coming off an amazing win or you're putting out some really engaging content and the comments are amazing. Like last night on Saber Social, like we were closing out the night and going through the comments together as a team. And like, some people were like, we love the social media manager. Like, and then it's like nights like that. And the conversations that we get to have with our fans, like they don't know it's necessarily us, but the things that people say to us, um, the positive ones are really fun to read um, together and see that success as a social team. So tell me something um, on its own, there was, more than enough from a Sabres standpoint that generated the hype and the lasting buzz after the final buzzer went. However, given <laughs> what Jack said, how did that then ultimately change engagement through the Sabres platforms? Yeah, everything was crushing last night. Um, and I think something that's really important to us as a social team across all three teams, Bill Sabres and Bandits, is like backing up what our football, hockey, and lacrosse departments preach to our team. Um, like we're never going to say anything or do anything out of character that differs from the vision that they're preaching to our players in the locker room. It's really, really important because we're the front-facing representation of our organizations. Um, so we also want to know our players, like we have your back, like we're going to have your back and, um, that we're glad that this team, all, every single player is here in Buffalo and playing for this city. Um, and it's not easy every day, but we ultimately at the end of the day have their back and they like the energy in the arena last night was evident of like the fandom in this city and how much people love hockey and care about hockey. Um, and we were watching through some sound this morning. Alex Tuck had mentioned last night in his post-game media, like the energy in there and how fun it is to play in Buffalo. And he's looking forward to the bright future. So I think um, continuing that narrative and driving that back home, that um, 
it is a great place to be. And we are just so glad these players are here and are seeing that and enjoying that. And they got to feel that energy from our fans last night. So, so the, only, the Jack stuff, right. the Jack stuff didn't, uh, you just had to kind of enjoy it personally and not engage in it from the team platform. We engaged in it, uh, in a classy way. So we put out some content that, uh, got at it without being um, like too straightforward about it because we still want to be um, respectful and, you know, um, not go to a low level, I guess. I'll say that. So how many <laughs> times do you delete a post before posting one? Was there 10 deleted posts before you got to the one you sent? Yeah, we have a, we have, we always have group chats going about like, okay, what are we captioning this? And we'll throw all different ideas out there together as a team before we send something out. And then um, usually settle on one caption together and are like, okay, this is what we're going with. But like, I'm talking more like the, if you put something out on Jack, there must be like a, a fanny in you a little bit that wants to send something out. And then you're like, delete, 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 and, uh, and <laughs> delete, delete, delete again. Like there's gotta, that's gotta be fun. Uh, yeah. when a night like last night happened. Yeah. So we went with the Stephen A gift last night to close out the night. Um, there are a zillion gifts that we could have gone with. Um, but that one, you know, said like, yep, we, we saw that and, uh, we're moving on. So <laughs> I, do anything a, reactionary that was like eye rolling or anything like that. Like we were throwing different gifts out there, but I think we stayed, we stayed classy. I'm really fascinated by what you just said. And, and, and Marty, thank you for bringing it up. Just uh, here's an example bandits game night. You know, I go to most of the games and you're impossible not to notice on the floor during warmups because you're all over the place angles, you know, wearing a helmet, trying to stay safe, all the rest of it. Um, it can look like you're on an island. It's great to hear that you're in communication with so many of now. I don't know if that's applicable on bandits game nights because maybe it's not, you know, as widespread, but in the big picture of your job, mm -hmm. and this is more for those that want to follow your lead. Do you feel more of a team most days or do you feel like you're on an island a lot of the days? It's always a total team effort. Um, so Zach and Alexi that I mentioned that lead Bills and Sabres day to day, they do an amazing job. Um, but there's always constant communication between our team, even though I'm not on day to day hitting send on Bills and Sabres. Zach and I are in a group chat with Anna, our director, um, consistently sending ideas back and forth. We have threads with Kevin and James, who I mentioned as well. And that's the same case on the Sabres side too. So it's always, a, we always have that sounding board between each other to be able to um, bounce ideas off each other. And it really is a total team effort. And there's so many people out, even outside of social that are a part of that, um, whether it's in, within our media and content department, um, our creative department, marketing, there's a lot of voices in the mix and collaboration across departments at PSC as well. So how no, definitely last, not on an island. <laughs> no, how did the last two years change all of that with the pandemic? Because you guys were, you know, starting to thrive with TikTok, as you said, 2019, there's a lot going on, revamping yeah. YouTube. And then all of a sudden, eh. I mean, the, the player access and the content that you can generate from that, um, how challenging was that for your team and yourself the last couple of years? Yeah, it was 
really challenging, but in a good way. I think it really forced us to think outside the box and how we engage with our fans, but also it reinforced how important social media is as a means for us to communicate with our fans um, and engage with them. And our influencer marketing through the pandemic, I think had the pandemic not happened, our influencer marketing wouldn't be what it is. It wouldn't have grown to what it is. It like the pandemic really forced us to be like, okay, how are we engaging with our fans? Like the lack of player access, but like we had access to our influencers, like these fans that have like really well-engaged audiences that we can also tap into and they can tap into ours as well. So our strategy definitely shifted and for the better. Um, it wasn't always easy. Like it was really hard. Like in the start of the pandemic, it was like, oh my gosh, like, what are we doing? Do we do Zoom? Everyone's figuring it out, right? But especially in the social strategy world, uh, we had to figure out ways to innovate. And even like, I think uh, like our podcast, like our podcast came of um, the pandemic, like we really ramped that up and also mm. utilizing Zoom to have guests on and do things. Like we weren't doing, um, it to the, the degree that we are now. Um, and I think if anything, it up like our accessibility to people and it shifted for the better in that regard. Can you give us a top three coolest experiences you've had, like big events, big games um, that you're still like, wow, I can't believe I was there and a part of it. Yeah, that's a great question. I think, I mean, the easy one is like Bills these last couple of years and playoffs. Um, obviously haven't made it to the Super Bowl yet, but it's been really cool to be a part of those playoff runs. Like you just, I usually will like run after Josh Allen out of the tunnel onto the field. And like any, like you just stand there for a minute before you're about to do that. And it's like, holy cow, like this is what I get to do for work. Like it's crazy. Um <laughs> So, and even last night, like getting, like I was on the ice post game, capturing our team, congratulating Craig Anderson on his 300th career win. Like what a milestone and moment to like witness and be a part of. It's just like so special. There's things like that all the time. That's just like, I can't believe this is real life and it's different every day, which is really fun. So bandits, I mean, 2019, we went to the NLL cup, um, didn't end the way we wanted it to, but that whole entire season and the run that that team had was so special um, and really cool to be a part of. It's a party, it's a party, it's a party. Yeah. <laughs> Buffer can sing and chant all of the bandits uh, in bandit land uh, singing and he's, he's he should be your influencer for bandits. He should be yeah. the one leading the way with TikToks and all of that stuff. Uh, how about family members, like brothers, sisters, mom, dads, cousins, whatever? How? Oh, my mic. Oh, no. <laughs> uh oh, you're muted. Muted, big guy. You see, I saved it. My microphone fell off. So anyway, um, how do you deal with some? I mean, players have wives, girlfriends, sons, daughters, brothers, sisters, family members um, and their engagement on Twitter. How do you view that? And how do you? Uh, handled that stuff yeah um we love our players families they're amazing individuals um it's cool because you get to see them around a lot um and get to know them as people sometimes too um especially like bill's training camp like you'll see all the players wives and girlfriends and their kiddos running around it's a very family-centric atmosphere same case on the Sabres side um it's been a little tough with the pandemic but like 
um, Kyle Akposo's son last weekend and daughter, for example, like being a part of kids day was really special. So um, there's some family members that like to be active on social. Others are more private. We're very respectful of that. Um, but even I think this weekend, like for Heritage Classic, there's going to be a family skate. So we'll get to see all the players with their families and doing the family skate. We're going to have a lot of content around that um, and giving like fans an inside look to like, you know, Kyle Akposo is a professional hockey player, but like he's also a husband and he's a dad. Um, and it's really special to be able to show that side of players and their lives to fans in that way too. So how do you balance it all with your own personal brand when it comes to social media? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, for those who don't know and shame on you for not knowing, I mean, <laughs> mini Mike, big conversations with K sweet. It's lit. And this, you know, is an example of such branding. Now, my question is like, don't you want to run away from social media the minute you have some you time? Uh, my guess is, no, you actually love doing even, well, maybe not even more, but you love still engaging even when it's on your time. Yeah, I so I started a mini mic series on uh, social media. That was a product of the pandemic too. There's a lot of people on TikTok with mini mics, so I ordered one. Um, that's where it's lit with K-Suite kind of evolved from, but I don't scroll social, like, especially Facebook. I don't really scroll Facebook. Like people be like, how did you miss this? And I'm like, yeah, I work in social, but I'm not like scrolling Twitter 24 seven. Um, so I'll, I mean, I scroll from time to time and engage there, but personally I like, I love using social as a means like to post just, you know, where I'm at, what I'm doing, um, whether it's with family or friends or a lot of dogs. Um, on my social too, but the mini mic thing is just a fun um, thing that I do. Just I like uh, interviewing people and like whether it's a funny question or a more serious question, like should pineapple be on pizza or it may be more serious, like if you had an autobiography, what would it be titled? Like things like that. Um, and it could just be like my grandma is a frequent guest. Um, she's a fan favorite on there. So it could be my grandma or sometimes there's like famous people. So uh, like last night, did you do one last night? <laughs> I saw Deion Dawkins at the game last night. We did one. He was asking where the main mic was. And I was like, all right, we'll do one real quick. Um, so yeah, it's a fun thing. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe I'll blow it up one day, but just having fun with it. So I so do enjoy engaging on social personally as well. You talk about your family and social media. So quick story. I mean, it's before social media, but I was playing juniors and my uncle, who's the youngest on my mom's side, was at the game. And one of the fan yelled, Piran, you suck. Like, make a save or whatever. My uncle got in that guy's face and was like, what are you doing? And got in his face. And my mom saw it. She grabbed him by the car. She's like, you don't embarrass us that way. Like, you sit and you watch the game. She was really mad at her younger brother. <laughs> So what happens if you see a family member or somebody, you know, engaging in comments on tweets that you sent out through <laughs> the bills or the sabers, do you go back to them and say, stay out of my business? Like, do you, yeah. have you ever had that moment happen? Usually everyone's on their best behavior. I'm trying to think if I've ever had anyone. I've had a couple of friends from time to time be in the comments and I'll, t I'll send them a text like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> I posted this, don't comment that's on there. But yeah, everyone's usually on their best behavior. I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> uh, that's All right, Marty, I'm thinking that, uh, well, 
A, I know full well that Kelsey's got about 12 meetings to get to before this weekend, uh, you know, can see the light of day for her. Um, normally, Kels, we wrap up with our three stars of the week, usually hockey related, of course, but it could be life in general, just people in society doing great things. I'm with Marty's blessing here going to put it on you to give us your three stars when it comes to three must follows on social media? Ooh, great question. Okay. I'm going to say um, there's an Instagram account called We're Not Really Strangers. It's actually a game that you can play with people that like, it's very um, like, it makes you reflect on life. You can play it with a friend or a family member or significant other. It's a really interesting game, but they post a lot of really great content that just like makes you think whether it's a question um, or just like a statement. They do like all different banners and murals like kind of out in the world. So they're a really good fellow. Um, I also love Gillian Wallow, Million Dollars Worth of Game, the podcast. They're just, they have like all different guests on like um, Carmelo Anthony. They just had Will Dirk, the rapper on. Um, but they're both, both their podcasts and their personal Instagrams, like they're posting stuff all the time. That's just like, makes you think about life too. I'm trying to think of one more good follow. I don't know. The Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Sabres and the Buffalo Bandits. That's one. (laughs) (laughs) She did it. Marty, can you believe she was uh, like a a little bit apprehensive about doing this? I, I, I actually was. So happy that you said yes, but yeah, Duffer says, "Hey, you know, Kelsey's not sure." I'm like, "Oh, come on, she'll be great. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's we perfect for this." Because so. I'm never in front of the camera; I like being behind it. <laughs> uh, well, it's funny you say that because obviously, as a company, we're all building towards a very special night on April first. Yes. For RJ, and I think what we learn every day is that we all find ourselves in little different positions now, you know, as we're all trying to add extra little touches to the night. So I feel your, you know, uneasiness in the moment uh, because I've been on the other side of the the question and the questions lately. Um, <laughs> and I don't, I don't love it, honestly. I, I, I do sit there and struggle to to come up with answers sometimes when the line of questioning has been reversed, but um, can you promise to do this down the road again for us? And most, yes. oh, actually last one, because I really think like this is, oh boy, without getting too far down this, um, there's always something to celebrate, something to recognize. Um, we've collectively been blessed with Adris Wajid in our community, yeah. in our business world to make hopefully you know buffalo and beyond a better place um so we go from black history month into you know gender equality month and international women's day and things like that a a real big part of having you on and that's kind of why i wanted to document your path um i if you can leave the next wave of graduates uh with a bit of advice what would what would you say to them Yeah, I would say, say yes to everything that you can. Um, I think when I was graduating from college, I was able to move to Arkansas, I had the means to do so. But like, it was one of the best things that I ever did. And I think like, the safe choice would have been to not to, but who knows where my path would have led me had I not, you know, 
Um, but I also would say treat everyone as a VIP. Um, no matter who you're coming across in your life, treat everyone as a VIP. You never know who is connected to who. Um, someone gave me that advice in college and I've kind of carried it with me um, where I've gone everywhere. And you just never know who you're going to meet. Awesome. Great stuff. Thank you so much. And uh, we look forward to another big night tomorrow for the Bandits. Thanks for having me. Go Bandits. All right. It's Instigators Overtime with Kelsey Sweet. And it's presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. We'll see you soon.